0: Welcome to the Talking Shop Podcast, where I'm here to share stories, lessons, and experiences in sports performance and professional development. I'm your host, Matt Thomas, and I'm super excited to take you through TSP 69, Networking 101, Understanding the Why, How, and What of Networking. So let's get into it. First off, why speak on networking? I have a screenshot of a tweet from Brett Bartholomew saying, bad advice, quote, you must be an expert to share your story, thoughts or learnings better advice sharing what you've learned on your journey you don't have to have the answer to provide value to others imposter phenomenon holds too many people back a friend of mine sent this to me on instagram and it kind of really hit home for me because a majority of my podcast is sharing stories lessons experiences just talking about what i've went and been able to go do myself and somewhat accomplish if if that's the the verb i want to use and i call him Little over-ambitious Matt, whenever I have an idea to go do something and I decide it's the right decision for me, I just go do it. And I think that there's a lot of value in going and doing and figuring stuff out for yourself. So this podcast is just speaking on my recent networking effort experiences, what I've learned and what you can learn from it. I'm nowhere near an expert and the imposter syndrome, imposter phenomenon is actually really interesting that, that this was brought up because... I've experienced this not more than ever, but just a new imposter syndrome when I'm hopping on the phone with these people that have PhDs that are with all these pro organizations. And it's just like, why are you on the phone with me? Why are you giving me your time? Why are you being so nice to me? Like what what did I do to deserve this? Like I'm just some, some other 20 something year old calling and asking for a job, even though that's not like the first thing I do or what I really directly do. But I'm just some other person trying to network with through you and I might feel a little bit defensive because I feel like networking people do incorrectly often so I don't want to be another one of those people but I've definitely felt that a lot myself and just to reiterate I've not figured this out at all I'm not here to flex say what people's contact numbers I have in my phone now whose emails I have what phone calls I've had with certain people because it's not really the point of networking it's just to accumulate fancy people's names in your phone that would actually make it worse. Me just saying that I, I've achieved something just by being able to hop on the phone with these people. These are super nice people. And that wouldn't really be they're just being nice people just to hop on the phone with me. So I just want to share what I've done. And finally, on this topic of just sharing, I had a coach slide in my DMs and talk about how well first he offered some constructive criticism on just my content, which I appreciated. But then he followed it up with I enjoy your content because it's not something people talk a lot about in this field. You know, I always say it's overhyped and underdelivered. People always say network and do all this stuff. No one really tells you how to do it or what to do or why to do it. Everyone just keeps talking about technical, technical, technical. Now, I love technical stuff. It's awesome. At the end of the day, we have to be good technicians, good practitioners, but just trying to give a little bit of what people need, maybe a lot of what they need, some of what they want and Kind of just putting it all together with Little Over Ambitious Matt leading the way. First, I had to create context and operational definition of networking. And I have kind of three tiers or three kind of variations, progressions of this definition. Networking, connecting with people in a professional context. And I'll break it down. So connecting with people. You're connecting with not resumes on a piece of paper. You're not connecting with a job title. You're not connecting with an organization. You're connecting with a person. You're not a robot. They're not a robot. You're a person, a human with your own stories, lessons, and experiences, trying to learn more about their stories, lessons, experiences, and you're hitting them up because they've gotten to where you want to be. So why don't you ask them the story, the journey of how they got there? That's for later in the PowerPoint. In a professional context. There has to be why, there has to be goal, there has to be purpose. You can't just be hitting up all of these random people just to hit them up. Oh, wow, you have a cool job, or you're in, a, you're in an organization I would want to work for. Well, if I was hitting up the HR person at a pro sports team, or if I was hitting up the director of ticket sales, yeah, that's professional, but it has to be professional context to you and that person, so it's somewhat relevant. Like I said, because it has to have a why and a little bit of focus to then as the foundation of that networking and connecting. Operational definition number two connecting with people and exchanging value in a professional context. So, just adding in the exchanging value. So, everything in life, kind of as cliche or corny as it sounds, is exchanging value. We do things because. We think it'll add value to ourselves. We put in our time, effort, blood, sweat, tears because we think that it'll add more value, or it'll be an equal exchange of value to ourselves. Eventually, we do things because we give value to other people. Hence, why there's these people way up above me that are giving me an hour or two hours of their time at a time just to hop on the phone and talk some shop, the Talking Shop podcast. because they consequently get value because they feel good about themselves. I'm not saying that's the only reason they do it, but they get some value out of it. You know, A lot of people say, oh, I'm, I'm more than happy to hop on the phone. I've had so many people pour into me as a professional, so it's my opportunity to give back. You know, so that's how they get value out of it. So you have to connect, but it has to be mutually beneficial. And people will, will define value or have their own interpretations of value in different ways and that's you just have to get to know the person and me i'm i'm more of a straight shooter i'll say however i can provide value to you you please let me know and i'd be more than happy to try to do it for you so you're connecting with them it's mutually beneficial again in this professional context of you two as professionals somewhat relevant to your jobs careers professions third Connecting with people and exchanging value to increase the odds for professional advancement. So c- connecting with people, exchanging value to increase the odds. So I'm going to focus on this last part. To increase the odds for professional advancement. And the reason why, so this was like the progression of my definition. And I was just going to include the third one, the to increase the odds for professional advancement. But kind of as as I was reading, I was like, yeah, that's that's the point. Kind of, ultimately, but like, to get to that point, you have to do definitions one and two first. And like I said, it is important to have the why, the context, the goal in mind. And increase the odds for professional advancement. People network to get better jobs, right? And you can get a better job for better pay, better work-life balance, better clout to lead you to a next better job, whatever it may be it's it's hard to give so much time and effort just because like there has to be some focus and like i said you are connecting with humans but there also has to be a point now i'm not saying that point has to be accomplished within the first 10 minutes of hopping on the phone with them but to increase the odds for professional advancement whatever that may be for you that could be finding an event an eventual business partner that could be trying to hop on someone's research project and then getting your name associated with them slash getting your name on more research, whatever it may be. So like I said, it's important to have an end goal. But if I had you know, number three with the increase the odds and I said increase the odds because it doesn't always happen. The more people you know, the more people they know and then et cetera, et cetera, you're increasing the odds. Like I said, it's not within the first 10 minutes, you get your dream job, you get whatever you want out of them. If I just gave you that definition right off the bat, I don't think that that would be doing it justice because there is this kind of progression of when you first started, when you first start up networking, you're connecting with people in a professional context. And then the more kind of you get into it, you're better at it, you start exchanging value, try to make it mutually exclusive. You know people that you can connect them with, and then you have more experiences in your back pocket that they could potentially lean on, and subsequently, when you're just more experienced with networking, you can figure out how can I increase my odds for professional advancement? And this will kind of all make sense, but it's important to compare and contrast, like I said, to not get too ahead of ourselves, but to keep the end goal in our back pocket, but to do it the right way. Why network? So of course, so this is following the the format of why, how, what? Take care of the why you take care of the how the what will almost always take care of itself. Why should you network? Why should I talk about it? Because all of these people, they are all friends. I will hop on the phone, I will name drop someone that I chatted with or whatever it may be, and they'll know that person. They'll name drop someone, whatever, however it comes up in the conversation. Oh, I had a call with them last week. Oh, I have a call scheduled with them for next week. And it's a club. Like, as cliche as that sounds, They are all similar people. We like people like us. They're all people with pro sport organizations. They're all people who are college strength and conditioning coaches who are in sports science, whatever in research, whatever it may be. Whatever facet of sports performance and just general professional development you want to go into, it's a club. And it's not like that you can't sit with us, but it's like there's this mutual kind of respect of like, you've been there, done that. I've been there, done that. Look at us. Like, it's not... To be cocky, it's not to set them, you know, put themselves higher than they are. But it's kind of like a boys' club. Like if you're in, then you're just in, you know, and that matters to people. I hope I didn't make that sound as bad as I think I just made it sound. But they're all friends. It's a club. It's they're all together, and they value each other's opinions. And this is important because someone's vouch for you will go one hundred percent farther than anything else you could possibly do as a professional in this context of increasing the odds for professional advancement. And I'm going to share an anecdote. It's not my anecdote, but it's my buddy's. So at TCU, there was a guy or girl, he was a strength and conditioning graduate assistant, and he actually left halfway through his master's to take this job. And it was interesting because where he was applying, or once he found that job application online, One of the pretty high up strength and conditioning coaches at TCU was an alumni of that school and had done SNC work at that school. And so he sent a screenshot of the posting and texted it to him and said, hey, what do you think? Um, And of course, the higher up strength coach was very supportive. Obviously, he believed in the GA's work, which I'll get to. But at the end of the day, you have to walk the walk. So he had to walk the walk for a whole year. The strength coach had knew who he was, his work ethic, the type of product he can produce, the services he can provide. So he said, oh, I'll I'll, uh, I'll text, call some people. You know, like, I, I totally have your back. And subsequently, the swim and dive head coach coached there, I think, or knew someone who was there. And he was relatively new to TCU. And he knew, and this GA had worked for had worked for the swim and dive team so he knew the coach as well and the swim and dive coach knew whoever at this school and said you know over the last 2 years I've been building up my program the last piece of the puzzle is hi- hiring this guy or girl as a strength coach you know if if I could hire him or her myself I would as a sport coach and when this individual got farther along in the interview process, the 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 employer said that person, both of those people's opinions put you in this whole pool of 140 applicants to the top eight. And subsequently, the strength coaches, because it's more specific to that job, the strength coaches vouched because he's very well respected in the field, brought him into the top two, top three. And that's where... I still say that cold applications are important, right? You have to find stuff, you have to get your name out there, but they are all in, like, they've been there, done that, each themselves. And they get that, they respect that, they value each other's opinions. If you walk the walk, right? And someone's vouch for you will go 100% farther than you just doing it on your own. So that's a little story that I think is an awesome, is an awesome anecdote. I'm very excited for my buddy, and he's going to he or she is going to do awesome things there. Second bullet point they've been there, done that like i said it's it's kind of like a a club, and networking is how they got there so with all of these phone calls I've been having of recent for networking, just connecting, exchanging value, increase odds of professional advancement eventually, the biggest theme that I've gotten from all of these people's stories. Lessons, experiences, wink, wink, is that they they never just fill out one cold application and then that's how they end up getting their job. It was a uh, you know because they're all in a club and they're all together. One of their buddies at a different university at a different pro team was like, hey, we're looking for a uh, for a new sports scientist. Do you know anyone? Or hey, you know our our strength and conditioning coach is going to retire in in three months. Do you know anyone that that we should look into or can you send anyone our way or whatever it may be? And I'll get to this, but like I said, to be recommended for those things, you have to walk the walk. But the fact that there's someone that they feel comfortable, you are someone that they feel comfortable recommending to someone that they value their opinion, that is 100% how these people get their jobs. And that's something that people don't want to talk about. And I figured this out by just asking, how, how did you get that job? Well, I would phrase it a little bit more eloquently than that. But how did you get to where you are now? Or kind of that's interesting, you don't have direct experience in that sport. How did how did that kind of come to be? Or just phrase it like a human. Put it all together. So just kind of as I accumulated more and more calls, it's just like this is this is how these people get to where they are. Like why why is no one doing this? Why is no one talking about this? So here I am trying to fill that gap. But They've been there, done that. Like I said, I I try to phrase it all. This, th- this stuff all goes together. It's crazy to just do it. This is important. How to network. you got to connect with humans. They're not robots. You're not a robot. You have to exchange value. It's be mutually beneficial. And a closed mouth doesn't get fed. This kind of goes back to increasing the odds for professional advancement. But you have to communicate about yourself. You know, it's... <laughs> It's funny, kind of the more phone calls I have, the first, depending on, on the person and the phone call, but first off, the first two minutes, navigating those two minutes is one of the hardest things I've ever done, just, do you start with the professional, or do you start with the casual, do you, I don't want to be cliche, oh, how, what have you been up to during this COVID quarantine stuff, whatever, but cause I have my questions I'm reaching out to them. So I feel like I have to kind of carry the conversation at first until they kind of reciprocate it. Not that they have to, but kind of carrying the conversation with my questions, with the follow up questions, with the topics I want to ask them about because I'm prepared. And then eventually they'll, they'll kind of flip it on me and they'll say, Oh, tell me about yourself, you know? And, and when you're, when I'm telling my story, college baseball, undergrad, Masters. I stumbled upon this thing called sports science. I really enjoyed, you know, working in college. I'm, and because of all this quarantine stuff, you know, and then normally they'll comment on Oh, I don't want to be you. And it's like, I don't want to be me either just with the job search and everything. And I'm, and I'm like, yes, I am looking for a job, an internship, pro college sports, sports science, technology, consulting. So I've just been, you know, coaching back home, keeping that tool sharp. I've been networking, making calls, and you know I got your number from so-and-so. I'm, I'm extremely grateful for their time, that they were willing to give me your number, and I'm extremely grateful for your time as well, that you're willing to take some time out of your day, and I've really enjoyed our chat this far, but that's a little bit about me. And there you can weave it in there when it's your time to talk about yourself, and then also a closed mouth doesn't get fed. Whether it's the first phone call, a second phone call, whenever I feel it's the most appropriate, I say, all right, this is that awkward part of the phone call that I hate doing every time. But yes, I am looking for a job. Not that this is the reason I'm calling you, but if you knew anyone that you think I should contact, if you feel comfortable me reaching out to them kind of on your word, on your behalf, or if there's a job you think I should apply to, whatever it may be, I would greatly appreciate it. And it's 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 so tough because that's not the point, but at the end of the day, like that is kind of the end goal. And they everyone's been super nice. They always say, I've been in your shoes before, um, you're doing all of the right things And this goes back to the imposter syndrome because they all say I'm doing the right things, but it hasn't panned out just yet. But I feel like I'm getting closer with every call, even if it's like that much closer. Still closer than I was before the phone call. And it's also just encouraging hearing these awesome people's stories and their words of encouragement. But they say, oh, you're doing the right things. Um, you're doing the right things. And and I'll, I'll keep my eye and ear out for you. And some of them, they'll give me two, three, four people's emails at a time. Some people won't. Some people might send me a, a job posting just randomly kind of through email, whatever it may be. But... A closed mouth doesn't get fed when appropriate, which I will get to. And that's how to network. What to do for networking. You got to go out, you got to make those connections and exchange that value. You got to be on top of your stuff. You got to be professional. You got to be personable. And I'll give action steps at the end, which is the theme of my podcast. But I guess I'll kind of get to this, but I'll, I'll speak on it now. Being on top of your stuff, being professional, being personable. How do you give value to these people that are in these pro college sport organizations, wherever it may be, where you want to go, right? You're looking at at them in some way, shape, or form in this professional context. And if your way of giving value is by initiating the conversation, reaching out, by being respectful, showing that you respect them and their time, whatever it may be, then you just gotta go do and crush that. So you gotta go out and connect, you have to make it mutually beneficial, and you have to do those three things, and then I'll get into the action steps because this slide isn't exactly the action steps. So a simple way to providing value, kind of like I said, is by asking really good questions, showing that you respect them, their time, that you are willing to put in a little bit more of your time and effort than kind of the average bear to create really good questions. And I have a full YouTube video on this. The link will be in the description below of how I formulate questions for my podcast and for the three plus interviews for Samson Equipment's Strength Coach Collective, which is a podcast that their director of marketing reached out to me to host a few of their episodes because he enjoyed the Talking Shop podcast a lot himself. Or just he listened to a few episodes and thought I would do a good job for their podcast. And that's a really easy way to to show value by helping them realize how cool their journey and job is by asking really awesome questions. You know, if these people are high up, you're reaching out to them. They, they're busy people. They might get lost in kind of how cool their, job, their journey and job is. So by taking time and effort to being thoughtful, asking these questions, helping them reminisce, asking them questions that they've never been asked before. You know, that's one of my favorite comments to receive is a simple way to provide value. So just putting that out there. What not to do? So first, you have to establish a relationship and rapport. So this is the, the parenthesis when appropriate. Don't do anything stupid before having a relationship or, or rapport. These people that you call and network contact with are not going to open up their entire phone contact and just copy and paste and send the whole thing to you ten minutes into your phone call, right? They're not going to get you an interview with them or their coworker 10 minutes in and talking with them. And I don't know if it's people being impatient or people just not really understanding what it takes to network effectively, but do not kind of get out of your lane too soon or at all, just because you're, you're feeling the vibe a little bit with the phone call or because you can, or because you're just really anxious. You, you just want to get it out there. You know, like I said, it'll take me two or three phone calls to bring up that that topic of, yes, I'm looking for a job. If you can help me out, however, I would appreciate it. And, and like I said, these people are really nice. They say that they've been in my shoes before and they, they understand. But do not hit them up too often. I like to give, I don't know, I used to say four to six weeks in between. Which someone on the Samson Strength Coach Collective said that they are glad I put that in the interview, cause some people hit them up like one to three weeks and it's just like, dude, nothing's changed between, you know, this Saturday and last Saturday, or two Saturdays ago, or whatever it may be. But now I'm leaning more towards the two months-ish range. Maybe even beyond that. But don't hit them up too often. They're busy people. You wanna have something to talk about. You know, once once you once you have that first phone call of your stories, lessons, experiences, how you got to where you are now, my stories, lessons, experiences, where I got to now and some of those initial questions you come up with to help guide the convo. You can't really go over all that stuff again. Like that was kind of the point of the first phone call. So you have to have to let some stuff develop in their life and also your life to give you something to talk about. And also, I guess I just thought of this. If you're seeking advice from them, some two cents, you have to ask them that advice that is the biggest thing of mentorship as professional or casual is just seeking advice through one phone call if if they recommend you go do one thing and you're reaching out to them in a professional context you have to go do that thing to to show them that you value you truly value their opinion and then you give yourself something to talk about for that next phone call but don't hit them up too often don't be inauthentic and genuine these people are smart for, you know, you're reaching out to them because they're smart for a reason. They can they can see right through it. And I actually had a, a call with someone in the NBA and he went from private to NBA and this intern from the private uh, the private facility called him and they were just chatting and stuff. And the guy, and he's somewhat more of a blunt person, but he's like, He's like, it just seems like you're logo chasing, like you're not chasing the right things. Like you're just doing it for the glory, whether that's right or wrong. Like those are the vibes I'm getting. And like, I know you, you know, if, if some random person is gonna pick that up way sooner than, than I will. So, you know, like, yes, you wanna be different and you can figure out what to say to sound good, but just like be yourself, be professional, be personable. It's, it's not gonna work if you're not being yourself. And then just some perspective to put that out there before I get on to the action steps. You're not going to be best friends with everyone. You know, there's some people, I hang up the phone, and I'm like, man, I cannot wait to chat with them again. Or I would love just to grab a beer and just chat for, like, three hours. You know, like, that would just be super cool. And then some people hang up the phone, and I'm just like, oh, gosh, like, what? what wasn't right? Like, that just didn't feel good. Like, did I do something? Did they, like... Was I just not vibing with them? And it's just like, do they hate me? It's just all this stuff. So you're not gonna be best friends with everyone you network with. A majority of them probably won't lead, I don't know if majority is the right term, but that's the term I used. Half majority, some of them probably won't lead to anything noticeably significant. And like I said, in order to build that rapport, in order for them to feel comfortable giving you, opening up their network to you, associating their name with your name in this professional context is going to take some time. And although it might not be noticeably significant, you know, like, so let's see, I got someone in the Pac-12, they gave me someone in the MLB, they gave me someone in the SEC, they gave me someone in the MLB again, and then that person gave me the, the NBA person. I just mentioned and like when you first think about just giving you an email it might not be noticeably significant in the moment but you have to keep going it's going to take time you have to build rapport with all of these people but just that chain when that first hit me was was pretty cool so not to get discouraged but also like is the goal of one phone call to change your life eventually maybe not everyone is going to if everyone changed your life then you would just need one phone call so kind of just putting that out there for some perspective At the end of the day, you have to walk the walk. So I guess that ties into this quote, who do they know and what do they know about you? And this is mainly the what do they know about you? They can know you're a good person. They can know you ask good questions. They can know that you're personable. They can know that you have some experience relative to the field. But if they don't know the type of work you produce, the services you can provide as whatever professional in sports performance, then. It's tough for them to really vouch about you. And when it's time for you to get that interview, you know, that their, two, their opinion helped you get, you have to walk the walk. And whatever it may be. And, and you can't be reaching out for all of these jobs, intern, internships, whatever it may be, and not be able to go and crush it. You know, like you have to talk to talk, you have to network, you have to do all those things. But if we're here to be professionals, if we're here to make a difference and actually go and do, and that's the point of of this networking is to put ourselves in a better position to go and do eventually. You have to walk the walk for the professional advancement that you might get, but also you have to walk the walk for that person in an interview, whatever it may be, if it leads to that. And just some other perspective is who do they know and what do they know about you? So who do they they know kind of just changing being more focused with your networking and you know i can call up anyone that I, I look up i'm from chicago chicago bulls staff directory i can hit up everyone on their performance staff but if you know if if you do some research do they post on youtube twitter instagram what kind of content do they produce does it seem like they have a voice in the field my buddy in the pac12 hopefully he doesn't hear this he recently said to me on a phone call that I have a bigger network I'm better at this networking thing and reaching out than he is. And he has the job I want, you know, doing sports science for this Pac-12 school. But that's just not something that he does, he has time for, or that he's just recently gotten around to. That's not a good, bad other. That's just what he commented on. So you can go out and do these things. Oh, you can go out and do these things and make these calls and connections, but you know, if, if we were to hit up the same people, line up the same interview, whatever it may be, he would crush it 100% more because he's been there, done that. He has that experience. He's a better practitioner than I am. So there's some perspective about kind of what it really takes. So who do they know and what do they know about you? That's the big thing is these people can like who you are, but if they don't know, like I said, the, the how you walk the walk, they might not feel the most comfortable, comfortable putting their name out there for you action steps. So like I said, the why, how, what you got to figure out your why. Are you people chasing? Are you chasing people that put out good work? People that are connected in the field that are respected in the field? Or are you logo chasing? Is it just to get a really cool set of athletic tees, shorts and shoes, just to have that one place on your resume? And you know that that person in the NBA that called out the, that intern, they knew that they were just logo chasing. They weren't chasing the experiences. They weren't chasing the people. And you, that's a tough question to ask and an even tougher question to answer, but figuring out like, why are you doing it? And it can be more than just people are logo chasing. It could be because let's say you have a family, you want better hours, you either want more pay or you want more work-life balance and that's why you're doing it. But you have to figure out your why, like I said. Figure out where you want to go, and that is important because you have to figure out where you want to go because you have to hit up people that have been there, done that. They've gotten to where you, they are where you want to be, or they have been where you want to be, and I think that might be on the next slide, but. So you have to figure out where you want to go because who do they know, and what do they know about you, and this goes back to who do they know. Do they know people where you want to go? I don't really know how else I can rephrase that, but if you know where you want to go, you can hit up people that are or have been where you want to go. And direction is going to be your biggest friend. Like I said, I, I could look up any professional sport or organization and look up their staff directory and just start firing off LinkedIn messages. Like, it does not it's not rocket science. But if you have a focus, it's going to 100% increase your potential, your odds of professional advancement. You gotta do your research. If you get a list of all of these people, are they putting good stuff on Twitter? Do you believe in what they're saying? Do they, I guess social media, you know, you don't have to have social media to be a good practitioner, but, you know, it gives you something to, to talk about. You can get a better feel of, of who they are as a person, topics that you could talk about with them. For internships, uh, people internships, and just things like that, the internet, 100%. There's no excuse not to go out and do a network in this context of, of sports performance because everyone's so nice. Not everyone. Most people are super nice, super open and just get on top of your stuff during your research Four. contact people that have been or are currently where you want to be. So this goes back to the why and or one and two, your why and where you want to go. And this is, super important that there's probably a lot of people not a lot a decent amount more than you would think in your context all contacts in your phone already that could provide some value to you and and I'm going to put this in two contexts first as time progresses you just got to stay up to date with people and you don't know where they could be now so Go through, go do your research on your own Instagram, Facebook, whatever. They can provide value to you in two ways. You can start hitting them up if it's somewhat of a relevant connection. I'm going to give a a good example. Uh, My friend who was a D2 volleyball coach in Florida, they were a senior when I was a freshman. So we were friends, but not like best friends. And I knew that they were a sport coach and I asked them to be on my podcast just I knew that they could provide something relevant to my podcast. And although I don't necessarily want to be a sport coach or necessarily in the world of volleyball, that's another opportunity to improve the skill of networking, creating questions, having these professional conversations and whatever it may be. And that's another thing with all this stuff that I I didn't put in here, but it's a skill. And I've mentioned this before. It's a skill. Everything's a skill and you get better at it over time. So if if you want to wait a month, and just for the first month you just hit up people somewhat relevant to your your job profession career, and just practice doing that, you know if if it takes you two hundred phone calls, to have that skill to feel actually confident to hop on the phone with that one job that you really want, you know how many phone calls you have to get through to get there? One hundred ninety nine. You gotta start somewhere. So that's that's the first way that your own context can add you values. You're not using them to to practice on them. You're still, like I said, you have to be a human. There's a purpose to it. But your contacts, and then the second place is if they've actually like gotten to where you want to be or something a little bit more relevant to where it's more specific to kind of your field. LinkedIn's DMing on social media. You could, if their email is on their organization's website, whatever it may be. But like I said, they have to be where you are now or have been where you want to be or that are where you want to be words. Five, don't be a robot stories, lessons, experiences, things that are different. You know, you could ask them about training philosophy, training philosophies, what their opinion is on velocity based training. Just all, I don't even know that was an awful example because it's an awful question. Things that are different, that are more abstract, that are going to get them to reflect on their journey. Stories, lessons, experiences, journey, whatever. Just don't be a robot. Six, say thank you. As cliche as that sounds, it's, I, I don't know necessarily when to text them. You know, if if we hop on the phone with, for two hours, then I take them, you know, all the way up until they're they're busy with something. I don't know if they, you know, they just spent two hours with me and then 30 minutes later to text from me, oh, hey, you know, this big paragraph text. Thank you so much. I really appreciate your time. Da, 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 da. Well, then, do I, do I text them a day later? Do I email them a day later? But just saying thank you, expressing your gratitude for their time, like I said, that you value them, is going to go a long way. And then stay organized. Be on top of your stuff. If, if, and I have an example on the next slide. Just having an Excel sheet. Who they are, how you contacted them last or your last means of communication, how many days since your last chat, and a little summary slash topics for next time. And, like I said, when you're in this context of looking up at these people, how can you provide value to them? And there was this one person, they said, I'd love to stay up to date with you, just chatting, connecting. I'm a busy dude. If you take care of everything else, you hit me up, da da da, I'd be more than happy to chat all the time. So, if your opportunity to provide value is in simply hitting them up first, and being on top of your stuff, then that's what you got to do. And this is just an example of this isn't perfect, which is good, bad, however you want to look at it. When I hit them up last, some things they told me whether about it was their personal life or something more professional, things to to work on myself for our next chat, things to bring up, whatever it may be. But like I said, just being organized. And if we're looking at that two month plus range, if I know that it's getting you know, 60, 70, 80 days, I should probably hit them up in the future. Or... You know, I'll say that they're really busy. I might wait 90, 100 days, whatever it may be, but kind of just some context and just some examples of just seeing what it could look like. Do I think that this could be done a lot better? Yes, but it gets the job done for me. I might redo it. This is just an example, kind of like I said. And there it is. That's all I have prepared for this podcast. I hope it makes sense. Please reach out if you have any questions. Like I said, I don't have it all figured out, but I have gone and done and networked more than the average person and I want to share my experiences so hopefully we can all get better together.